Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Jody Reyes, Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Penn State Health Milton S. Hershey Medical Center. Jody, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. Healthcare is such a, evolving so quickly these days, and certainly at Penn State Health, um, a lot happening. But before we dive into my questions, will you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. And, and again, thank you for uh, this opportunity. Um, as you said, I'm Jody Reyes. I'm the Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Milton S. Hershey Medical Center, which is the academic me- medical center for Penn State Health. And we are in South Central Pennsylvania. And I've been in that role now for about 18 months. My career in healthcare and leadership spans more than 25 years, and um, I'm also um, uh, grew up, if you will, um, as a clinical nurse uh, in the world of cancer. Prior to joining Penn State Health, I was the interim chief operating officer and the chief of service lines at um, the University of Virginia Medical Center. Um, I was also uh, the inaugural um, service line leader for oncology um, at UVA when we were um, in the process of going through the development of service lines, and so I had the honor of of, of being part of that work. Um, I've also held positions with uh, City of Hope National Medical Center in uh, Duarte, uh, California, which is a standalone cancer center, and as well the University of California, San Diego, um, where I also um, worked in a leadership role from a cancer perspective. Um, Prior to that, I was a clinical nurse manager uh, in the United States Navy as a nurse corps officer, and I was um, stationed at Camp Lejeune Naval Hospital down in Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, the Naval Medical Center in San Diego, and I also had um, the uh, privilege of being deployed uh, to Baghdad in 2003 during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Wow, that's a fascinating uh, history that you've had and certainly lots of different experiences across the board that I can imagine really have shaped, you know, how you're approaching leadership today and and really um, thinking through what it takes to lead an organization in healthcare um, through some of the challenging times and in rocky terrains that we have ahead of us. So uh, given, you know, your perspective, what are some of the big opportunities as well as headwinds that you have your eye on right now? Well, gosh, there's so many, um, and I know that I'm not the only uh, healthcare executive out there that that is dealing with so many opportunities and headwinds. But when I started at Penn State Health, the system was nearing completion on its regional expansion strategy. Um, for 50 plus years, um, we were just the academic medical center. Um, for central, South Central Pennsylvania, um, the, the academic medical center that supported the College of Medicine, uh, which was part of Penn State University. But over the last couple of years, we've really expanded out with this regional strategy, and now we are part of a um, six-system hospital um, 
and uh, are roughly 18,000 employees strong and have approximately 225 outpatient practices. So because we at the Hershey Medical Center service the hub of um, the Penn State Health System, um, we, we you know, have that opportunity because we are the, the largest. We have um, over 600 beds here, um, and we are really serve as that, um, that support uh, for tertiary and quaternary care for the rest of our uh, community hospitals. Um, we provide both adult and children with advanced care in areas like cancer and heart and neurovascular conditions, and we happen to actually be the only level one trauma center for both children and adults in Pennsylvania, uh, which is actually um, something that we are incredibly proud of uh, for those families that are involved in some sort of a traumatic um, injury um, that both the family, the parents, and the children can all be taken care of here at our medical center. Um, as an example of our uh, opportunity um, around expansion, one of the things that we have focused on um, as we start to form ourselves as this health system is how do we use technology and innovation in order to expand our care, especially in the face of staffing challenges and financial constraints. So one of the things that we started here over the last year was um, a virtual intensive care unit, which um, is housed out of our academic medical center's ICU, but provides um, that delivery of care, both nursing and physician assessment care, to our most critical patients that may actually be out in one of our sister hospitals. This, this program is... Um, a great assistance with admissions and documentation and pain reassessment and the predictive analytics that we use to gauge high-risk patients. Um, just this month, we added respiratory therapy uh, to that service, so um, we continue to grow and learn as we expand that program. Um, we also uh, um, are refining our patient referrals and our transfer processes. So. Um, for many people in South, South Central um, Pennsylvania, we as the Academic Medical Center are also considered their community hospital. And, you know, for many, many years, that worked out just fine. But now, just like many academic medical centers around the country, we find ourselves very challenged with capacity constraints. And so working through this, this um challenge of making sure that our patients are actually receiving the care in the right location with the right providers in the right care structure and their cost structure is really important. And it sounds easier than it actually is uh, to figure that out if a patient were to show up at our academic medical center in ED department and need to be admitted, but they really don't have that higher level acuity um, and we are pinched for space, does it make sense to admit that patient here or does it make sense for us to actually um, transport that patient to one of our other hospitals that's, that is just as safe, has just as high quality um, related to those, those, um, that level of acuity. So that's something that is, is very much in focus for us 
as a leadership team, both here at the Hershey Medical Center and our sister hospitals in order to figure out how do we do that in a way that doesn't compromise quality and it doesn't compromise um, our team satisfaction, but most importantly, it doesn't, it doesn't um, compromise our patient experience. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really just such a fascinating challenge to have um, the capacity constraints. And I can imagine there's a lot of different factors that play into, um, you know, having some of those challenges. Where do you see some of the biggest, uh, I guess, obviously you talked through some of the solutions and things you're working through now, but um, looking into the future, is there anything um, that really would make a big difference to you? in terms of, um, you know, alleviating some of that capacity long-term supporting, like you mentioned, some of the um, more rural uh, uh, healthcare facilities in any other, I guess, areas that really would make sense to um, be investing in today? Yeah, I mean, I think that the more that we can invest in our communities that we serve, the more value that our organization is going to receive, right? Um, you know, our teams provide care beyond the walls of our hospital. The Hershey Medical Center nurses and other team members are, you know, providing vision and hearing screenings in our local school districts to improve health outcomes, specifically targeting those um, rural areas where our, um, you know, pay access to those uh, services can be um, hard to come by. Um, the screening and vision clinics, um, you know, we also uh, provide students with eyeglasses at no cost to the family. Our um, Lifeline ambulance teams uh, engage with our communities through public safety events and training and tours. And the Pediatric Injury Prevention Program also partners with our local law enforcement and elementary schools to address child passenger safety, providing on-site education and car seat checks. So, you know, I think that when we can show our community that we are stronger than just one hospital at a time, but when you bring us all together, the strength is actually in the systemness of what we can provide, um, you know, then, then we will hopefully, and I think we're seeing this, but we will hopefully add confidence to our, um, our patients that in our communities, that if they find themselves at any Penn State Health location, they are going to be in the best hands possible. Um, a couple more things that I could could uh, give some examples on. We are we are currently offering excellent career growth opportunities and and educational assistance for um, both our employees, but also our future employees. An example of that is that we created a, an apprentice program for our EMTs and other entry-level positions in patient care. This spring, our nursing department held a well-attended virtual open house for high school students who want to explore different career pathways um, and how Penn State Health can actually um, be their partner in that, especially for those of, of those students that may not be ready to go off to a two- or a four-year school. We are also proud to support members of our community as they explore careers in healthcare, working with them from start to finish as they balance education with their everyday lives. And being present in the community um, is really 
the way that we are able to make those valuable connections and improve the well-being of our communities. And all of that together is going to um, bring value to our patients, to our communities, and to our health system for years to come. Absolutely. I love that. And I think, you know, it's just so important, as you mentioned, to really be thinking, looking into the future and setting yourself up for a great space, um, not only you know, to have people excited about healthcare and being in the healthcare space, but but also understanding what you do and, um, you know, wanting to be part of Hershey Medical Center in the future. Um, I think that's awesome. I know there's so many different ways that uh, people can be part of the healthcare workforce. And, and so it's just really exciting to hear that um, you're starting so early within the community. And then to some of the other spaces that you've mentioned um, in, in providing care, whether it's care to people who wouldn't otherwise have access to it or, or may just have other challenges, um, being able to, to receive healthcare. I think that is so important to, to continue to invest and grow and develop. Now, we've talked through some of the challenges um, right now, whether it's workforce related or, or financial challenges that hospital and health systems are having. Um, from you know, a capital perspective, is there anything else that you're still uh, feel like is worth investing in this year? Obviously, we talked about a lot of the community programs and um, the the ways that, you know, it's still important to be engaging with the uh, with the community. Anything else from the hospital side that, that really is important to keep an eye on and, and still invest in, even with some of the um, tightening budgets and margins? You know, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, there are so many things that need tending to uh, need investment in, um, whether that's, you know, your, your, your capital replacement of, of equipment, whether that's building or uh, renovating new buildings or old buildings. But I think the, the one thing that, that really rises to the top of that need uh, category is the need to invest in our people. Um, our employees, our, our people, um, leaders need to make sure that their teams are supported and that they have the resources that they need to do the best things that they, they um, can do in their jobs. There's, uh, and these are really little investments, bringing food trucks on site so they can have some variety when they are able to break away and take, take, take a lunch break. Um, hosting appreciation events or, or even just having those honest conversations during rounding. Those are um, really small investments that can really produce really big results. But, but there's bigger investments too. The Hershey Medical Center and Penn State Health Children's Hospital are among a small number of medical centers in the United States that actually assign chaplains specifically there to support the healthcare workers. So these chaplains make rounds and huddle with their colleagues. Uh, they visit our nursing teams. They visit our, um, our physicians. They visit our um, administrative teams, our management, and they respond to the calls from the staff. So in short, they are here to support our teams uh, in times of need, whether that be to provide resiliency tools or to work through the after effects of a crisis or to develop strategies to deal with work-related pressures. I think that um, the biggest benefit to that is that our, our staff 
specific chaplains actually um, now have um, a therapy dog. So when they're going around to our teams to visit and have those really important conversations and provide that important support, we now have our therapy dog that goes along with them. And so as a, as I'll tell you, as the chief operating officer, when I see Skye in the hallway um, with, her, with her handler, the chaplain, I just, you know, my heart smiles. And, and I, I have to admit, I stop whatever I'm doing and, you know, I hug the dog and I kiss the dog and I um, give it love because, you know, it, I, we all need to take care of ourselves. And I think that that's a great way to role model that. Um, you know, it's also about investing time into studying the structure of our team. So is the structure effective? Have people needs changed? And do our current structures that support uh, them actually meet their needs? Does the structure help us meet our mission and our vision of today? Um, when it was created 10 years ago, um, it, it was addressing different issues. And so addressing these questions, you know, I'm confident will make us more efficient, influence outcomes, avoid duplication, maximize our team resources, and support future growth. It's also an opportunity, I think, to spotlight everybody's strengths. And, um, you know, our patients are also our people. Investing in our patients is, is key. For instance, Hershey Medical Center created the role of a senior director of patient experience to lead our patient experience, our volunteer services, environmental health services, and our nutrition program. And we're investing in things like patient rooms and nutrition therapies and housekeeping because we know that our vision, um, which is to be the most trusted health system in Pennsylvania, the only way that we're going to be able to achieve that is to really continue that focus on our people. That makes so much sense, you know, and it's really great to hear what uh fantastic support you're giving to your teams. I know it's been a very, very tough few years and, and things aren't necessarily easier today, just a different kind of tough for a lot of healthcare workers out there. And so I love that idea of having, um, you know, the, the chaplain there to support as well as the uh, therapy dogs. I can imagine that makes a big difference for a lot of people who are putting in long hours and, and treating patients with very difficult conditions. So um, that, that's really amazing to hear you're being able to be so supportive. And you know, before we wrap up our conversation, I just wanted to know, how do you see growth and development uh, for yourself over the next couple of years and, and the teams you work with? What does that really look like and what are you focused on next? I think one of the biggest challenges, which of course, therefore, is the biggest opportunity is hospitals facing the barriers uh, for our patients to access care. You know, post-pandemic, the healthcare field is recovering from barriers in, in staffing and the shortages and the increased labor costs. There were patients who put off their care during COVID. We all know that. Now they're returning to see their providers, oftentimes in a more debilitated um, state. Mental health is a crisis, um, and those cases are on the rise. Um, it's not uncommon at all for our in emergency room to have patients that are needing external mental health services and end up stuck in our ED for days on end because there just isn't enough access out there for the demand. 
We also see that more people are using the emergency department rather than scheduling time with their regular providers or even visiting an urgent care center because often getting into those regular providers is too long of a wait. So improving access remains a top priority for us at Penn State Health and Milton S. Hershey Medical Center. We're looking at staffing models. We're investing in recruiting and retaining our employees. Uh, there are new policies that we've put in place to address scheduling and, and, and patient reminders. And we've also, as I mentioned earlier, we're investing in that new command center for patient logistics. So we have... We have uh, built the Penn State Health System. We're, you know, it's, it's an ongoing evolution, but our goal is that the purpose of building Penn State Health as a system was really to meet all the levels of our patient needs closer to their homes. I love that. I think it's just so impactful. I know it's a lot of organizations are trying to figure that out, trying to understand what healthcare is going to look like when you know, it's less in the hospital and less um, within the four walls of that care facility and more virtual, more in the home. And, and you know, when you embark on uh, that type of journey in really transforming how healthcare is delivered and how people are experiencing that, you know, where do you get started? What are the conversations like? And, and uh, you know, what are you doing today to really set yourself up for success there? Well, I think one of the things that as a chief operating officer, um, you know, I'm really focusing on the development of, of, of our teams and ensuring that our, all layers of our leadership have the tools um, that, and the skills to respond nimbly um, and, and quickly to uh, all of the challenges that we face. It, it is not an uncommon uh, occurrence that every day that our leaders come in, we are giving them different instructions. We're giving them different deliverables. We're asking for things to be done in a different way than we asked them to do it yesterday. And that's not because we um, are trying to frustrate the heck out of them. It's simply because life especially in healthcare, is moving at the speed of light. And whenever you just think that you've figured it out, something else comes along and, and it really makes you um, challenge your way of thinking, your way of doing. And, um, and, I, and so I think that, you know, the more that we can focus in on our healthcare leaders, from the entry level all the way up to our senior our, our senior leaders, um, the better off we're going to be. Jody, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I hope so. It's been wonderful, and I appreciate the opportunity to share these, these ideas. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.